Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. The January 6th panel presses ahead. Ratings at CNN fall to historic lows. Chicago bans police from chasing some criminals. A new report ranks the worst run cities in the USA. Also ahead, what to do with snowflakes. But first, the partisan January 6th committee enters its second week of televised hearings. The panel will meet again Thursday, 1 p.m. Less than 10 million people watched the anti-Trump exposition yesterday. That's an 86% drop compared to a presidential debate. Donald Trump dismissing the allegations on social media, writing, quote, These are political thugs who have criminalized our justice system to the level we have never seen before. Not exactly sure what that means. CNN attracting the least number of viewers in 22 years. The channel reached just 67,000 people between the ages of 25 and 54. That's the advertising demographic last weekend. The fewest since the year 2000. And the third worst rating since 1993 for CNN. In total day viewership, the network had its smallest audience dating back to 1997. CNN was easily beaten by reruns of Roseanne, The Office, and SpongeBob. Not good. The city of Chicago releasing new rules for foot pursuits by police. Cops can no longer chase suspects if they run away while committing so-called minor crimes. That includes traffic violations, public intoxication, drug possession. The city says the guidelines will help protect both residents and officers, which is bull. Drug possession? How does the cop know how many drugs are on the person fleeing? It could be a pound. This is ridiculous. A survey from WalletHub listing the most mismanaged cities in the country. The towns are ranked by taxation, quality of service, public education, corruption. Bottom five, San Francisco, New York, Cleveland, Baltimore. The worst run place in the USA, Washington, D.C. The capital ranks dead last in debt, crime, poverty, education, medium household income, unemployment. Way to go, nation's capital. In a moment, wimpy snowflakes on parade. Right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL 
at checkout. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Let's enter the snowflake zone. As you may know, the description snowflake describes a person who is weak, whiny, a wimp, can be both male or female. Can you say that anymore, male and female? Well, I'm going to say it. Now, earlier this month, Washington Post reporter Dave Weigel retweeted a joke. Here it is. I hope it doesn't offend, but it might. Here's the joke. Every girl is bi. You just have to figure out if it's polar or sexual, unquote. That's the joke. Whoa! The Washington Post reporter Felicia Sanmez really was offended and tweeted herself, fantastic to work at a news outlet where retweets like this are allowed. For days, Ms. Sanmez criticized her paper, other reporters, including Weigel, and of course, the Washington Post finally caved and suspended Weigel for a month without pay for retweeting that joke. But that was not enough for Ms. Sanmez, who would not stop her criticism. So the Washington Post finally fired her. Quote, we are a collegial and creative newsroom doing an astonishing amount of important and groundbreaking journalism. The Washington Post is committed to an inclusive and respectful environment. Unquote. Enter Bill Maher on HBO. Here's what he said. This Washington Post story had such resonance because it's behavior we all recognize. There is a war going on within the millennial generation. I know because I'm friends with the good ones. <laughs> but the crybabies, unfortunately, are still winning. They complain they haven't taken over yet. Well, stop complaining because in many ways you already have. The fact that the Post's initial response was to punish not Felicia, but one of their best reporters for a silly joke, shows that the kindergarten is already in charge. Today, today, June 17th, is the 50th anniversary of a very seminal event in American history. On this day in 1972, the Watergate break-in happened. And over the next two years, the Washington Post gave the world a masterclass in investigative journalism. I have to wonder how the Post's newsroom of today would handle that story. Again, that was Bill Maher on HBO. He's a comedian and he's a contrarian libertarian. Leans left most of the time, but Maher's fed up with the culture that punishes people for things that are offensive. Okay, there's a lot of things that are offensive. But we live in the United States where we have freedom of speech, but not at the Washington Post. No. There, if you retweet something that offends the snowflakes in the newsroom, you lose your paycheck. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. If you would like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And I hope you check out a great summer read, my number one best-selling book, Killing the Killers. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 
If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 411 years ago today, a group of freezing explorers in the Arctic Circle revolted against their captain. The men forced the English sailor into a tiny boat, then ditched him in the frigid ocean. Here is the story behind the final voyage of Henry Hudson. Two years earlier, Henry sailed from Europe to North America to find a northwest passage to Asia. The captain explored vast sections of the new continent, including Chesapeake Bay. He was the first European to explore what would eventually become New York City. His last expedition departed London in April 1610. The crew sailed beyond Greenland, then into northern Canada. After three months, the ship, the Discovery, became trapped by blizzards and freezing temperatures. The sailors went ashore to wait out the winter, but they didn't have food or many supplies. So the expedition slowly starved. Many sailors held Hudson responsible for the disaster. On June 22, 1611, the crew mutinied against the 46-year-old captain. They forced Henry into a tiny lifeboat along with his teenage son and seven loyalists. The group was then cast into the sea and never seen again. The ship Discovery eventually returned to England. Upon arrival, the sailors claimed Hudson had accidentally drowned. The group was quickly arrested for mutiny after a few crew members admitted what they did. However, no one was convicted of murder or punished for killing Henry Hudson, his son, and seven other men. Although Hudson did vanish in the Arctic, his discoveries gave England its claim to vast sections of the New World. And here's something else you might not know. Henry Hudson's legacy lives on. Three of the most noteworthy bodies of water in North America, the Hudson River, the Hudson Strait, and the Hudson Bay, are obviously named after him. Other notable places include Hudson County, New Jersey, the Henry Hudson Bridge, and the Henry Hudson Parkway in New York City, which has a lot of cars on it back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take 
away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you. <laughs> 